Welcome, everybody, to the GBO podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only, brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And Sumter, how are you doing this week? Oh, mixing it up. A turn of events. We went 2-0 and on the week, man. I'm hey, it's a severe turn of events. We are, we talked about beginning of the week. It would be a dream week to go 2-0. and I said it was doable. You believed. Yeah. I was I had some doubts. We had we had to break that emergency pod Tuesday night because we just went into Knoxville and showed them who's what boss. Do we stop calling them emergency pods? At what point do we just say, hey, we're gonna pod when we win because we win? We just beat another ranked team. We'll just have another pod. That's what we'll yeah. call it. Just like just hey, uh, we played a top ten team and we beat them. So we pod because we beat a top 10 team because that's what we do. All right. So we go into Saturday in Athens. I call it the payback game. And Georgia just says, I can shoot a three and I don't care if I'm heavily guarded and I'm going to make what seven of those in the first half. Yeah. It, so <laughs> what like, can you do about that? So this UGA game, they win 72, 62, but, uh, but, but off the bat here, you know, they're coming off beating Tennessee um, 63-59 in Knoxville, just dynamite win. And it's another one of these, like, trap games where just we win early in the week. We, we we got snubbed on Monday from the AP poll. We win early in the week against, against Tennessee. Um, going into Athens, everybody, every single Gamecock fan alive, Thought we could win, thought we should win, but deep down was petrified of losing Saturday. And that first half happened, Bryce. How scared were you? I was watching it with a few friends, and let's just say this. Did you have on your bingo card Josh Gray and Colin Murray Boyles as the leading scorers of the game? It's believable at this point. I don't know if I had that on, like, that wouldn't have been the first thing I would have said, but. Josh Gray, 15 points, eight rebounds. They played the game that the, that, that UGA, you know, had them play. Lamont, Lamont, Lamont is a pretty solid game day coach. He, the scouting report, we shot too many threes and missed a lot of free throws. He just said, go inside. We had we had this uh, a slight size advantage. They had a big guy in there that size of Josh Gray, but he was a little slow, and we were able to penetrate the lane and just dish it off the block for layups and dunks. And that's a pretty high percentage shot, a layup and a dunk. Gray got a lot of them. Um, Georgia really came out firing. Just they got off to a little bit of a lead, and then we kind of clawed back. Cut it to two. Once it was two points at halftime, I wasn't worried. Like they shot, let's see here. First well, they, half. They started what, seven of 10? Seven of 11 from three? So, like so in the first half, in the first half, they went eight for 18 from three. Jeez. For 44%. So, so if they started seven for 11, if, as, as you just said, if they started seven for they 11, they missed a few near the end. Yeah. That means that means down the stretch. So that, that means they finished the first half one for seven. And then in the second half, are you ready for what they went from the free from the three-point arc? It was like one, one of twelve. 10. That means yeah. they went like two. 
one for ten. That means they went two for like seventeen on their last on on their last um, for the second part of the first half, second half. It's hard for teams to keep that up a full game. Not many teams could pull that off. And if it wasn't for that, we played a great offensive first half. You can't yeah. complain when you almost score forty. We would have scored forty if they don't call that little touch foul on Cooper when it was a you know a dunk layup for Davis. In the you end. absolutely would have been able to complain. I love to complain. That's why I have yeah. a podcast. They- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's fair. That's fair. We complained into the void, and people like us. At least some do, you know. We have a few. Um, and how about Michi Johnson after two games in a row? I think combined three points in two games. I think he finishes with eleven, but he hit a couple threes, and we got old Michi back. It felt good to have Michi come back, back to life. He's always been good on assist and passing the last couple of games, but in terms of Michi, twenty-five footers, I was starting to miss him a little bit. He, I, yeah, I mean, he played fine. He, he still. He he could have done more, but 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 then also at the same time, at the same time, he he really hasn't had a great offensive game in a while. But this game, it wasn't it wasn't about offense for him. He um he had 14 points against Kentucky. I think that's the most he's had in the last two weeks. Um the assist game in this game, all around, you know, like um, Did we have like a record of assist the field goals ratio? Oh well, I mean it, it can't. It was it was. I don't know how it can be higher. They they assisted on twenty five out of twenty nine made field goals. I want to say, I think that this is true. There's they were sixteen for sixteen in the first half, right? So they had a, they had assisted on a hundred percent of all. Made is that shots called unselfishness? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's called it's called good basketball, maybe. Um, okay. And then in the second half, there's one bucket that I can't equate for. Okay? I, okay, I haven't I haven't watched the game again, but there's 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 one unassisted pl- uh, play that I can't equate for. There's a um, there's a dynamite Colin Murray Boyles offensive rebound where he just snagged it and just immediately put it back in. There is a Michi Johnson three-pointer that gets blocked that looks like an air ball, and he picks Josh, it up. Gray catch, Josh Gray catches it and lays it in. So those are two unassisted baskets. At the 2.30 mark, Michi's got the ball and decides to just beat his man, drive, and lay it in. That's three. There's one more unassisted basket in there. I think it was an offensive rebound putback. I'm not 100% sure. It could have been something else. I'm going to have um, to look for that. Now, that's, is that the Easter egg? Find the Easter egg? But but uh, what, what what is the other like? But, but at the two thirty mark, I think that that was the first non offensive rebound, non assisted bucket where Michi just took his guy wore down the clock a little bit, then took his guy off the dribble and just drove straight to the basket. And laid it in. I'm um, sitting at the uh, women's game today, Ole Miss game, and I'm talking to my dad, and I'm going, Dad, I actually had a conversation. Uh, this what uh, actual conversation happened? I go, is our team? better than our final four team. We had this conversation and he was like, well, like we had, but we're stars on that team. But I was like, well, no, what about depth overall? And we agreed this team overall depth wise could be better than that final four. It has the potential, the talent to do so. We got to stop doing this. We got to let this play out. 
Okay. I, All right. I'm just saying I had the conversation. I had to let it be known. I, I, I got into this a little bit on the Tuesday pod about how I, I believe my exact line was night in and night out. This is the best team we've had since the 97 team. And um, in, in defense of the final four team, they were this good. Well, they, they, they were this good record wise up to this point in the season. They lost five of their last seven. They, they swooned. They closed terribly. They almost played themselves out of the final four. They were so bad the second half of February and, um, in the first week of March in the SEC tournament that the final four almost didn't happen. Like it's all about how you finish the last 10 games for sure. Yeah. Well, no, because that team went to the final four and did terrible. And then I'm just saying if you're trying to make the tournament, that's what the committee looks at. It's very heavily weighted, but here's the deal, man. We're no longer trying to make the tournament that whole season. That team was trying to make the tournament. We're not trying to make the tournament. Yeah. we're in right now. I've seen projected I mean, four seed, and then I think Joe Lenardi had us around a six seed. Yeah, but that was before we beat UGA uh, on the road by 10. Um, great so, for the net, by the way. Winning by 10 on the road, great for the net. We moved up to from, what, 41 to 38. Quad two victory. Yeah, and um, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt we'll be ranked uh, w- w- Bryce and I are doing this Sunday night, uh, so most of y'all will be listening this, to this tomorrow. So just know that we might take this pod down and do an emergency podcast if, if we are not ranked. On we're going to be ranked. Podcast. I'm going to say we're going to be in the top 15, maybe at 15. We should be, but we won't be that high. We'll, we'll, I'm just we'll letting be- you know we have the talent to say a top 15 team, and no one could convince me otherwise. So, so, so I, I understand that you're just letting me know. I understand that that's what you're saying. My, my response was that I agree with you that we should be a top 15 team. But, uh, you know, you were just letting us know last week that we were going to be ranked. We didn't get ranked. So, you know, like, like just, just because. You're, what you're saying should, is I could be shooting 50% after this week. You could be, or the AP writers could let you down again. It, there would be a riot if they left us out this week. Right, right, but but I'm just saying they're not going to put us fit to top 15. I would be shocked if they put us. Well, top 15. Where's your spot? Where's your spot for us? Like it's 17 to 19. Okay. Like like is 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 where we're going to fall. I think. Um, I just don't think enough I, enough of them don't watch these games. That's sad, isn't it? There, there was a. My mother was talking to me today about um about how she gets with whatever digital newspaper she subscribes to that she uh that there's this extended sports section in there where they throw in all these other AP wires mm-hmm. and there was just apparently all this all these articles about the Tennessee Kentucky game that happened Saturday night where Tennessee beat Kentucky like like what was it 92 to or 193 to 82 it was a lot of points near near yeah. the 100 mark for sure yeah and um and so Tennessee beats Kentucky and there are all these articles about it. And she just goes, I read them all. And none of them mentioned that either team had lost recently to South Carolina. She was very upset about this. Well, people on Twitter recall it, the Lamont Paris Invitational, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But the baby brother game. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I do think it is important. We held those two teams to 62 and 59 points. And by the way, with quad one and quad two combined as of today, we are seven and two. Quad one, quad two games. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. And, I mean, I think I read something that we have the most road wins in the SEC so far. I think we also have the most wins in the SEC. We, well, we, we actually, with Ole Miss losing to Auburn, they blew that game. We are have the best record in the SEC. Now, we're one game back. overall record. The overall, is, all, is overall is what I'm talking about. I think that's more important. But uh, SEC standings were one game behind Alabama. Now, the, the SEC record's what matters, man. Well, like, I'm just letting you know that I was kind of hoping Ole Miss was going to beat Auburn and we'd have a battle of – because they would probably have been ranked. would have hyped up the game more for the whiteout on Tuesday against Ole Miss. So, I'm wrong. Alabama's 8-1. and one. Alabama's 8-1. and one. Us and Auburn are 7-2. and two. Tennessee is six and two. Everybody, um, Ole Miss and Kentucky are five and four. So is Florida. But anyway, last couple minutes of that Georgia game, it was impressive to see this team that was kind of neck and neck until about what the seven minute mark, eight minute mark of that second half. And then they just kind of, I think the mix of Boyles and Gray, we go from tied 51 51 to we get up 57 51. They have to call a timeout. And we kind of just kind of sit around that six to 10 point mark and finish off the game. It was just refreshing to see. And how about Lamont Paris going back to that one, three, one, we saw that a little bit in his first year, a few games sprinkled in for a few minutes this season, which didn't go well. What I remember when we played it earlier this year and Georgia didn't know how to break around that one, three, one, the last eight, nine minutes of the game. Oh, that was the, I don't want to say that was the difference, but that, ended up being like the defense was the difference and the defense was playing a one, three, one. And so therefore that was the difference, but it was very effective. Once we went into it, they didn't know what to do. And um, I, I think they went on like some crazy, like seven minutes without a field goal stretch or something. Hard, hard to win in the SEC when you go that long. We, Um, we, we we took the lead and they never, and, and never looked back. I was never really worried in the second half. Once, once we caught them and took the lead, like, we we are just a better team, and and this is something that I think the fan base needs to start getting used to. This team is good. This team isn't like other teams that we've cheered for, where you, you have to rely on star talent in order to win games. We just, you know, Michi only scored 11 points. He played very well. I don't want to discredit anything from him, but just, you know, Kyle Murray Boyle, 16, Michi Johnson, 11, Taylon Cooper, 10. BJ Mac nine, uh, Josh Gray 15, you you know, like, like it just, they made us beat them inside and the guards would drive and kick and, and just, and we would get these dunks, you know, we had 31 points from Gray and Boyles and like that as half the points we scored, you know, like that's the game. Well, not half, but close to half. Any worries for you with Studi going over and zero points after his big game against Tennessee, any worries? No, no, no worries. Cause him and Jacoby, I think they combined for two points. It's okay. It, it, like I'm not, I'm not causing a concern. I'm just asking any thoughts on that. Um. So my thoughts on this are that this, the reason if this team is better than any team we've seen since 97, you know, like if this is one of the best teams we've watched, the reason is that they're just deeper than any team we've seen since 97, probably deep, maybe even deeper than the 97 team. Um, you, you know, they don't have BJ Mackey isn't on this team, but like, but you, we're just deep enough that 
Josh Gray coming off the bench, eight rebounds, 15 points. You know, like we've got nine, 10, we, we've got a nine to 10 man rotation, depending on how you count your Gusick. Um He plays about five, six minutes a game, you know, maybe right. against 10. I meant by we've got nine, ten reliable guys, sure. depending, depending sure. on how you count Yugusik. Um, but they all could start. And any they given night, could, any of them can go off. Any of the nine could lead the could lead the team in scoring. You, you know, any of Boyles, Michi, Cooper, Mac, Davis, Gray, Jacoby, or Studi could lead the team in scoring. Studi, I mean, it's the game that he got hurt in. Uh, there was a lot of hype, especially coming off of that Tennessee game. And I'm not worried about him. I think his shoulders still bother him a little bit. Um, just it's a complete team. And so when a guy doesn't have it, you can just look to another guy. Um, Jacoby Wright did have four assists. You know, he played 17 minutes. He still played pretty well. He didn't turn the ball over at all. Um, and how about that? Points. What do we have? What, 10 combined fouls, only nine turnovers, something like that? Nine turnovers, ten fouls. That's that's pretty dang good. I mean, I was trying to think of my modern exterminating what's bugging me this week. I don't have any complaints against for the men. You always I, have complaints. I can't think of one. I know Mac missed a few free throws down the stretch. It didn't bother us. Overall, I think we did fine. I mean, this team is starting to run out of things to complain about. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. I heard a song say once or twice. Good, good job. Way to go. The this is this is why the kids think you're hip. I'm not that hip, but I do eat at rushes. <laughs> I don't think that's a definition of hip. I well, like like those are just two like we're we're not Hall's chop house kind of people or people that jumping right to baseball season. We're talking basketball <laughs> and we did we and we eat yeah. at rushes. You're gonna build be- this all month, aren't we? That should be your bumper sticker. I, I believe you said on a pod one time last year, why go to Hall's Chop House when you can go to Rush's? And I'll, and I'll settle for some Fazoli's. I'll settle for some Fazoli's and those free breadsticks. We keep it classy on the GBO pod. Okay, so so we got to bring this back here before. Uh, I'm just – yeah. what, what is your modern exterminating what's bucking us this week? We had a few people on Twitter this week really wanting to know the mind of Sumter, what's bugging him this week. Uh, I've got one. It's 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 on the women's side, though. All right. Well, we'll save that then. Keep them yeah. in suspense. Um, and, and, and so it, it happened today. I mean, if you were following our Twitter feed today, I think you – like, spoiler alert, you know what it's going to be. But – um. Finishing off the men, just impressive week. I didn't see the Tennessee game happening. We do it. We don't have a letdown. The old Carolina teams in the past have a big win and then go lose to a team that they shouldn't the next game. So impressive that this team didn't falter. We're on a five-game SEC win streak. I think that's happened only four times in our history of our basketball program and all four times previous. We went to the NCAA tournament that year. So fun stat there. But so far, so good. We got Ole Miss on Tuesday night, a whiteout, $5 tickets. 6.30. Thank you, 6.30 game. Thank you so much. I don't have a white pullover. I'm going to have to go on a search for a white pullover tomorrow. And, y'all, we're going to be ranked. Like, and this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And and We're not the underdog anymore. With both games we play this week, we're going to be favored. We're going to be favored with Ole Miss at home. We got Vandy at home on Saturday. We're going to be favored there too. 
Um, we're going to be ranked, and this is important. We haven't been ranked since the Final Four. You are correct. That's, that's not, we're, we're only a few teams that have made the Final Four that have ever, like in the next five years, six, seven years, whatever, haven't been ranked. I looked it up a couple years ago, and I want to say it was like us and George Mason, maybe like another team or something of teams like since 2000 that haven't been ranked since making the final four. And um, we're going to be ranked. We've only been, we've also since 97. So that's the last 25 years. We've only been ranked like 20 weeks total in 20, in 25 years of the sick. um, Dave Odom was ranked for like four or five weeks on the, the 04 team that, I think made the NCAA tournament and lost to Memphis. Um, And then the 16 team was ranked for like six or seven weeks. And the 17 team was ranked for six or seven weeks before they played themselves out of it. The highest we've been ranked since 97 is 16th. I think that we're going to, I think that we have a shot at like, I believe that we should be ranked higher than 16th. After this week, I don't I think we're going to be around there. I think we're going to be, you know, in the 15 to 20 range. But um, but this team is progressing to looking like one of the best. You know, it's one of the best teams we've pulled for. It's as far as regular season is concerned. You know, have we ever done something like we did these past two weeks? Have you, can, yeah. can you remember? Can, like the more you talk, Sumter, I'm getting feeling how old I am. I was, I graduated from high school. I think you and I graduated in what? Oh, four. Yeah. With that DeWan Wagner team that beat us. And we made the NCAA tournament and Memphis was like our, they always beat us in the postseason, kind of around that time. They beat us in the NCAA in the NIT too, didn't they? Yep. Like the and next season. The only time we've made the NIT finals and not won it. That's right. And uh, as we are at NIT school for a long time, you could say that, but anyway, not- we we are not an NIT school this year. But, that would be a massive. But the more what I'm saying, my point. The more you're talking, it's been. We've only been to one NCAA tournament in 20 years. Yeah, since 2004, we've been there once. It's, it's not good, and I think that this is. And 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 I don't want to relitigate. Like I, I don't want to litigate with people the the Frank era or the Horn era or the Odom era about. Um, I want to just talk about these two years of Paris that that we have here. This is what college basketball can be. This is what it can be for power five schools, for schools in the big 12, the big 10, the PAC 12, the ACC and the SEC. It can be this team. This team is totally doable. It, it, It has good players. It's deep. It it's able to hang in every game that they've played. And this is what this is what college basketball can be. Maybe not every year, but every other year, every few years. Definitely not once or twice a generation or a lifetime, you know. And um, I think that South Carolina's history with the NCAA tournament has numbed the fan base to where they just don't realize that this is what lots of schools have ever so often. You, you know, from time to time this season, it's, it's, I'm having a blast. I'm so happy that we've got a coach that gets it. Um, and, um, and I think he's the real deal. My last point on the men before we jump to the women, our boy Dylan Sin, the guy that ranked us number nine 
last week. Where does he rank us this week? He ranked us nine last week before this week. Does he put us in the top five? Does he have to rank us higher? He was the guy, and all these people didn't rank us. He was the highest um, AP voter that ranked us at nine. Putting this out there. So Dylan Sin, he seems like he's a Midwest Purdue uh, guy. I I think he's a Purdue beat writer Um, or a Big Ten guy. He might not be a a straight Purdue guy, but but I think he's a Big Ten writer. Um, He he put us at nine, and he, he – had this weird random following of fandom in Gamecock Twitter, like because of this, because we then immediately don't get ranked and then beat Tennessee. Um, I want Dylan Sin to publish his bracket, and I am submitting Dylan Sin's bracket in all my NCAA tournament pools. That Ooh. guy knows more basketball than I do. Um, just I putting it out there. Dylan Sin, you're welcome on the pod anytime, Dylan. If you want to be a regular contributor to the GBO pod, come on down. But anyway, we are 7-2 and two at the halfway point of our 18-game SEC schedule. Nine games left before the SEC tournament. Yeah. Anything can happen. I, I, I looked at the schedule before the season. We, we looked through it and like we're scared of some teams. On any given night, we can beat anybody. Yes. Yes. I'm, I don't look at the schedule anymore going, huh, I'm, not, I'm worried about that team. I think other teams look at us and go, oh, crap, we're playing South Carolina this week. We easily could drop one of these games this week. Sure. We're, we're I'm just saying be- going into it, I don't think anyone on our team is scared of anybody. That's right. We're going to be favored. We're going to be favored in both of them. And if they can win both of them, I think that they will be a top 15 team at the end of this week, even if the, the AP doesn't put them there then. And Bryce, you know what that means? What's that? They win both the games this week. They beat uh, home at Ole Miss on Tuesday at six thirty, and then home against Vandy one o'clock Saturday. Um, Wednesday, February fourteenth, we are at Auburn. Valentine's Day. Oh, oh. that's going to be rough. Auburn's a tough matchup, but you know what? Where, where, where? Where can we take the wives? Where can we take the wives that have? Where can we double date? Where can we double date that has TVs? I'm going to see. Uh, I booked us for a concert back in October. You're not going to watch it. Well, the concert's at seven thirty, and it's going to be over around nine nine thirty. So I'm catching the second half because it's an eight thirty game. But anyway, I'm watching uh, who, Drew Holcomb. Who, you see it? who, who Drew, are you going to see? Drew Holcomb and Ellie Holcomb. You know, Drew Holcomb and the neighbors. Um, folk artist and at the Peace Center in Greenville. Sold out. Going to Greenville. Going to Greenville. The old college stomping grounds. Yeah, there you go, man. But anyway, um, I'm definitely going to watch that second half, but I'm going to be staring at if, my phone for the first Bryce half. Did, if, if Bryce did another podcast outside of the GBO podcast, it would have to be on concerts. You go to, you go to more – you love a concert more than anybody I know. We need to do an overtime. Fans, if you're listening this week, if you want to hear the concert overtime after podcast, maybe we'll do something like that. We'll talk concerts because I'm all about concerts. From Hootie and the Blowfish, the Mumford and Sons, the Avett Brothers, the Country, Brandy Carlisle, anything full. That is the the bands that, I mean, obviously Hootie, but then what Jim Blossoms, Third Eye Blind, Goo Goo Dolls, bring it. I've seen them all. Oh my god! Uh, uh, so, 
we're, we're going off. Let's get, let's get, let's get back on to it. Anyway, it's a big Valentine's day, Valentine's day, eight 30 Auburn. Um, it's going to be a weird one because this could be the most hyped game that, that we've played ever. It oh. could be the highest, it could be the highest ranked uh, team. You, you know, it could be the highest ranked that we've ever been playing a, an opponent ranked higher than us. Hey, let's just get through this week. We got to beat Ole Miss. They're good. Yeah. I'm not getting Bandy. Bandy's going to be wanting to get an SEC get, you know, win. Let's go two and what, is it with, what would Skip Holtz always say, Bryce? It's all What's about your next now? game. That's right. What's important now? And then he's Be like, hey, Dad, man. hey, Lou, don't fire me. Yeah. Be Ole Miss. What's important now? That's right. All right. Anyway, go Cox. The men keep rolling. I'm proud of you. They heard me say it. Now they're going to play even better. Are, they, are you proud of them, Sumter? Yes. Of course. Um, so the men are, what, 19 and 3? 19 shifting and 3. Gears, shifting gears to the team that is undefeated. They don't know um, what losing feels like. They, they don't. And, and also, this is kind of fun. 21-0, and 0, the Carolina basketball program is 40-3 and 3 on the season. It is by far the best in the country. Our both pro, yeah, both of our program. I mean, people on Twitter this week were saying it. We're basketball school, men's and women's. We're basketball we schools. Who we cares are. about football and baseball? I'm, I'm about to say something that that I agree with that a lot of our listeners might actually, you, you, you know, get annoyed with me about, but it's going to be on the GBO pod. We should just commit to this. This Our pal Glenn was was saying this as well. Just, just accept being mediocre at football and throw everything in on, on developing, on developing this men's basketball team and maintaining this women's basketball team and just be a basketball school. It's fun. I'm having fun. Are you having fun, Bryce? Oh, winning is always fun. But and the second thing is we need to get more hotels in downtown Columbia because after our interview with David Kloniger, we'll get more NCAA tournaments if we just get more hotels in downtown Columbia. Yeah. Uh, but just you, you know, com- commit to being a basketball program. Just accept that we're not gonna be good in the S that we're not gonna, you know, that the that the years that Spurrier went 10 and 2 is the best we're gonna do in in, in SEC football, because it is. And um that's as much football analysis as you're going to get on the GBO. Um, but how about the women this week? Two and zero, great. And, and they had two games that were a little challenging in the first quarters, at least. I'll say Auburn. Auburn brought it because you know Auburn beat LSU earlier in the year. They were no pushover, and we kind of came out a little slow first quarter. Is that fair to say that Auburn game? Can can we just like accept that this team just that we get the other team's best shot in the first quarter. We yeah, get, always bring we get it. Most, they bring it on the defensive end. They bring it on the offensive end. We get their best shot, and then it wears down. And so, as a result, the first quarter is always close, and then we pull like, you're, what you're that? What, what is that song? Team. Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Hit me with your best shot. Stop. Stop. Okay, now? Okay. I can even go 80s and 90s, too. You're welcome. Okay. Have you ever seen Pat Benatar in concert? I have not. I'm 38 years old. I w- if you had said yes, that would have been one of the most believable things I had ever heard. I've seen some Brian Adams and Ryan Adams. Brian and Ryan. <laughs> I love me. Saying? I love me some ballads. Anyway, we okay. move on. So- <laughs> this pod's off the rails. Yeah, we're sorry, folks. 
Eric, we apologize. Yeah, um, we have a guy that tells us we have too much fluff. We'll work on that. Um, so, um, the women, Auburn, they get off to a slow start, but then they do what still, the women do. Still win by 20. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no thing. So, this Auburn team, though, this this they might be – we were kind of talking – we were on Keith Allsup's pod, and we were talking about the, the tiers of the SEC. Um Outside of us and LSU, you, you know, I Auburn's three, four, we're five. Up there. But Ole Miss, Ole Miss was, I, I think, the third best team in the oh, league. Oh, Ole Miss is the. We're, we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. But uh, but but this Auburn team is a really good team. This is probably the best. It's 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 hands down the the, the toughest stretch of three games we played all season with LSU, Auburn, followed by Ole Miss. Um, and, and you had Colby um, Kitts out for the Auburn game, but you got to see Ashlyn Watkins double double. And just right, four minutes great. for her, she looked great. She looked great. Um, not only did she look great, but uh, but it's gonna be tough keeping her off the floor. She she played great against Auburn. She played great uh to she started today. again today. Yeah, yeah. She played great again today. Um, but uh, but yeah, this Auburn game, it's it's just classic South Carolina basketball game. It's close to the first quarter, they win by 20. 22, 76-54, we handle Auburn. Yep. Hey, no team's going to beat us if they can't score 60 points. I'll tell you right now. You That's can, correct. You can put this... that on a statue or a plaque somewhere. Yep. If you ain't scoring 60, you ain't beating us. you you got to score 70 to beat us. I think it, maybe you got to score 80 to beat us. We have not scored less than 70 all season. There you go. Just like the men. The men, you ready for this? The men are undefeated when they score 70 points. That's this should be the, the flat thing, flat number across the board. Because they hold but teams it, like Kentucky and Tennessee to 62 and 59 points. Don't you love seeing teams scoring hundreds of points? And they're like when they play us, they they might get 50. They might get 60. Yeah, the lowest amount of points the women have scored is looks like it's 73 at East Carolina. When they beat them seventy three to thirty six, and we talked about that early, early in the year. Stop playing at small schools. Yeah, just just stop doing it. Um, um, but anyway, we we Auburn was a tough test. We get the W, but that led to this game, Ole Miss game today, where Coach Yo, I like her. As a, I like her as a coach. She's, She's an up and comer, and all of her girls are starting five. They brought it today. They did. Uh, the, Gamecocks end up winning eighty five six fifty six. But it was a close game. It's the first half. Um, the, the whole first half I was worried. And um, and I'll tell you one of the things I was worried about. And this is my modern exterminating what's bugging you. The officiating today was horrendous. It was it was bad for for the Gamecocks. It was worse for old miss. If I was touch, an old miss fan, touch fouls. Say what? Touch fouls all yeah, day. Just all kinds of touch fouls all day. This was not a physical game. Every time we blocked a shot, it was so aggressive on the block that the refs of us, refs assumed it was a foul. Yeah, and and uh, it was not a physical game. I want to say was it forty eight fouls were called. It was a lot of fouls. Was it twenty four in that first half? The game twenty four, I mean, twenty five, something like that. Yeah, and um, and for context. 26 were called total in the LSU game. The LSU game is one of the best products of basketball that have been put on that, that 
I've seen from a, from a women's basketball performance on the floor this season. And part of the reason it was so good is the refs just let them go. They let them play. And, um, and it, they, they only called a total of 26 fouls. They called 24 in the first half. I don't think there were four consecutive possessions without a foul called. Like no team could get into a rhythm. Uh, every time the, the Gamecocks felt like they were going to pull away, every time the Gamecocks felt like they were going to pull away, the, just some ticky-tack foul got called. But then on the other side, all these old Miss bigs picked up three fouls in the first half. And so it, like, in some ways it benefited us. 48 fouls in the game. I think a record in the Colonial Life Arena for men's or women, I think it was 56. Memphis. It was the Memphis game when we had the suite. Do you remember that one? Yeah, we made we we made like what 44 free throws or something. It or was shot a, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. That was the season we started 15 and 0. Yeah. And missed the tournament. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know. We don't like it when refs make the game about them, but it was a ref show. Our team rose above it. Yeah, and uh, I I was nervous for the whole first half. Ole Miss kept hanging in there. They they got the lead a couple of times. But like what happens? Up, what happens to teams in the second and third quarter against hey, us? Hey, hey, before we get to the third quarter, before we get to the third quarter, was nervous the whole first half, and then with like a minute left, we were up by like three or four, and then with a minute left in the first half, we go on a seven nothing run. We get a bucket. We come down. We get a stop. We come down. We run a beautiful offensive play that gets Tessa Johnson an open three in the corner. She buries it. She was behind the backboard where she shot it barely inbounds. Beautiful. Her her little I love the raindrop. The, the first time I saw Tessa Johnson shoot a three-pointer, everybody had been talking about how she's this great three-point shooter. And then I saw it, and it's it's got this very high arc. But it just goes in. And so I'm converted. I I it annoyed me at the beginning of the season. I'm completely converted. It's beautiful. I love seeing it. And it just arced over that backboard and just dropped in. Um, and then we come down, we get a steal, and full Wiley. I don't what a, I still what a don't game know for how her she today. made this shot. What a game. Um, she uh she drives to the basket and just kind of wills her way to the backboard and, and gets some English on the ball, throws it off the backboard and goes in. Uh and she had a great up, game what, today. Great game yep. today. But but just it, it felt like this very close game, and then boom, we're up nine. We're up what 40, 31 at the half. I agree. Yeah, about 40, 41, yeah, around nine or ten. And yeah. that second half, we came out with the bang, and they had to call so many mercy. What do you call them? Scared to death timeouts. What do you call those? Uh, the, the timeouts. Just, crap it. Just, crap has hit the fan. Call a timeout. Timeouts. The third quarter Gamecocks showed up, Bryce. That's that's what this team's that's what Dawn's team's identities have been since since the freshies at least. But how crazy and, was this though, Sumter? This team took us to overtime last year with our freshies, and we only hit two threes today, and we were out them. I know it's a difference being at home. It matters. Yeah. But it was just impressive to see this team. An Ole Miss team that I'm going to call them top four teams in the league with LSU, us, and between A&M and Mississippi State. Have they the played other. LSU, Bryce? Have they played LSU? I don't – I think they did play at LSU. I don't think they so. Them. They did. LSU beat them by 11. Okay. Well, then never mind. 
I was going to say, I think this team can take LSU, but clearly I'm wrong. Well, LSU, when they score, have games, they score a lot of points. They ain't losing, but. Thanks, John, man. The team that scores the most points usually wins. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so, but anyway, my modern exterminating was bugging me. Those officials calling all these fouls. It, it just, it changes the flow of the game. It affects the game and it puts this impact on the game. Like Cardosa had a great first half, but she sat for all of it. You know, like when she was in, she was good. Um, <coughs> excuse me. She only played 20 minutes and scored 17 points. It, it, it affects the game. Calling all these, calling all these ticky tack touch fouls. Well, it was just prepping us. It was prepping us for Cardosa going to go play for her national team, Brazil, this week. She's going to miss the next game against Missouri at home. And then when we play UConn this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, she's going to be gone. So it was just practice for Kitts and Watkins to show up and dominate this week without the 6-7 center. Yeah, and let's kind of talk about this a little bit. So Cardosa is playing for the Brazilian national team. Uh, They have to qualify for the Olympics. She's out for the first – I think she's only going to miss the Missouri and UConn game for what Dawn said today. How do you feel about this? I'm fine. I'm all about players going to go play for their national team. As long as – now, if it was NCAA tournament, I'd probably have more thoughts, but I'm fine with her going away. We can beat UConn. We don't need Cardoso. I think we're going to rise above it. Sure. With Watkins and Kitts, how they're playing right now, that doesn't scare me at all. I agree 100%. I agree about Camilla um, playing with the with the national team. Like, if they've got a shot at qualifying for the Olympics, that's big. And um, um, and totally support her. And I just think it, it, it'll also kind of be fun because, you know, UConn's banged up. Like when, are they them, not, when are they not banged up? That's true. Playing them a player down. And uh, just having Watkins step up and dominate is going to be fun. Uh, we need to talk about Ashlyn Watkins. She's been great. She had a great week. Hey, she had eleven. She had eleven points, ten rebounds today in twenty-four minutes. She got herself in a little bit of that foul trouble. Well, well everyone got in the foul trouble because That's of true. T- touch That's fouls. True. She had four or five blocks that a couple of them were called fouls, and it's just shocking. But Watkins um, is a winner. She's ready to take over. She she's ready to start. I. It is fun that you like Watkins is starting to show as potentially one of the best players on this team. Obviously, Cardoso's probably the best player on this team, right? When she's making her layups, yes. Yes. Like like, and um, but Watkins is starting to get to another level. Malaysia Full Wiley also. Bryce. We're going to turn on a game. It could be next week. It could be two weeks from now. It could be next year. But she's just going to go for 50. Like, it's she, just – The only thing with Full Wiley, she's got to cut down the turnovers. But she has yeah. beautiful plays. She she is she is so offensively gifted. Um, I, I absolutely love that it might not be this se- true this season, but in the coming future, the two best players on this team are potentially going to be Columbia kids. It's so cool. It's it's so cool that we have this nationally ranked program. It's won a couple national championships. You know, it's a disappointment if they lose in the final four program, recruiting all over the country, recruiting the best players in the country, two kids from 
Cardinal Newman and Keenan High School. It's very, very cool. And we're adding Joyce Edwards to that next next season from Camden. We got three five stars coming in. It's going to be this this what restocking or is it reloading? Reloading. It's just being the Gamecocks. That's all it is. Like it's not re it's not reloading. It's just it's what's just the what, common factor, Don? Don. That's right. That's right. right. It, this is just what the. It's just impressive about Don. Um, I would like to say that uh, fair to say that Don can They're do it. They they recruit good players. That's that's the recipe. All right. Well, um, let's see what happens this week. It should be a fun week, and um, let's just go out there and win. Does that sound good? Just keep doing what these teams have been doing, man. It's going to be great. But they got Missouri on Thursday, UConn on Super Bowl Sunday. We need a two and zero week. Um, and this UConn game, uh, you worried? Not at all. This is the, probably the first year I can say that I'm not worried at all. I wasn't worried. I I wasn't worried in the national championship. I felt that we could handle them in the national championship. I. I was a little nervous in, in in the Bahamas. Those are the last two times I think we've played them. Well, I guess we played them last season and and beat them, but they were but they were completely banged up. They didn't have Beckers, they didn't have Fudd, they didn't have um I haven't been worried about them in a while. But hey, they have the talent to beat us, but we're at home, let's take care of business. Uh, I think we're going to end up with another sellout, Bryce. Oh, UConn is a sellout. They've already announced it. Um, I'll see if Missouri gets sellout just because you know, I call them kind of our rival between them and Kentucky. Even though we're only an average of four hundred, we're only an average of four hundred f- fans away from um, setting the history record for average attendance for a women's. Well, women's we just went over sixteen thousand, what one hundred and thirty nine for our average this year after the game today. Right, and. Um, that's the highest since 2000. However, the 99 Tennessee team averaged like 16,400 something. And so we need a couple of sellouts here. Um, we need a couple more 18,000 seat games. And, and I think we're going to do it. We'll be there. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. What a wild week, Carolina basketball. Let's just do it again all next week. How's that sound? Just keep winning, man. It's fun. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll do it again next week. Go Cox. GBO out.